0: Hey, welcome back to the K-Max, it's the K-Man here. I'm here in my backyard, You're not my backyard. It's a lot to mow, isn't it? But you may notice down here, I'm making my back deck. And next week, they're gonna come in here and pour cement. So I have a lovely cemented back deck with a fence. And you may notice that there's a, a border. And down on the ground here, we have wire. Some very strong iron wire. And what's that for? So when you pour the cement, that what holds the cement together is this wiry type mesh. And you find that in big buildings, anywhere there's cement being laid, you see they'll first lay down wire. So the wire holds the cement together. And that's the topic of today, not cement, not wire, but bones. Yes, your bones, which is your framework of your body. Now there's many roles that bones play. Obviously, bones create joints where muscles attach, and then you move those joints for movement. Bones give you your basic structure and your shape. But there's more to bones than just that. A lot of people think bones are just this innate thing that you have inside, like a coat hanger to your clothes, but they are more dynamic. It is an active organism, and it produces stuff, and it recreates itself. And the other roles that bone has is the production of red blood cells and white blood cells. It's where obviously all your blood is manufactured uh, to go into the cardiovascular system, to pump around oxygen and nutrients and hormones and enzymes. It's also the production of your white blood cells and your immune system. So your whole immune system is in your bones. So it's really important not just have healthy bones for to look good with good posture, with a good framework and for movement, but to give you blood supply for energy production and to fight off the baddies, the viruses and all those intruders, and that's your immune system. The other role that bone has is a storage place for uh, minerals such as calcium and phosphorus. And I want you to imagine that the calcium and the phosphorus is, uh, phosphorus is like the cement that's gonna be laid down here. The cement here is made up of stones and cement and all that bit, and that solidifies and becomes concrete. But your bones are like the concrete, it's made up of stones and and cement, but it's really made up of uh, calcium and phosphorus. And what holds all those minerals together to keep them nice and packed together is a protein called collagen. And collagen is like the iron meshing here. So the collagen is the iron meshing that holds everything together in the cement. Your collagen is like the iron meshing that holds all your calcium and your phosphorus together to make the bony structure. So both are vitally important to maintain what we call bone mineral density. So what you find is that your bones uh, with normal, active, healthy living, is they will be growing and they'll grow over your teenage years and your growth spirits. But they'll also come to their maximal bone mineral density, means they're the strongest and the most tensile strength in them in your early 20s. And thereafter, generally speaking, depending on your lifestyle and obviously your nutrition, your activity, those start to deteriorate away. They'll start to decrease in bone mineral density. Now, you can sustain that high bone mineral density by staying healthy, eating well, living well, and training well. So what's really important is that you don't let your bones waste away because not only are you letting your structure waste away, but you're also letting your immune system waste away and your red blood cell production factory waste away. So there's lots more consequences than just losing bone mineral density. And the challenge we have in society today is that, depending on what statistics you look at and what you read, after the age of you know, 60 or so, one in three women will suffer from osteoporosis and one in five to eight men will also suffer from osteoporosis and why do they suffer that well unless it's genetic most times it's due to a sedentary lifestyle if you don't use it you lose it as they say and you can avoid that by being active and eating well and training when well. we talk more about that today so what types of things to do to sustain your bone mineral density first of all great opportunity is to when you're a young child uh, as a child going into your teenage pre-adolescent adolescent years you can maximize your growth spurts to maximize your bone mineral density so you reach a higher peak in your early 20s so when you have if you have children or you have an involved in children, what's really important is obviously to get them to eat well, which we'll talk a little bit about, but get them very, very active. Get them in the outdoors, the granite outdoors, doing lots of activity. In my day, when I was a young little bambino, I used to spend in my lunch hours on the monkey bars and swings, and then after school, I'd play sport, and then I'd run around the neighbourhood on my bike and do jumps and climb trees. I always grew up in New Guinea. there's no TV, no social media, not even... Uh, a radio, there was a a wireless, (laughs) but everything was very, very active. So I guess my lifestyle was very conducive to maximizing those growth spurts to maximize my bone mineral density. So if you're a parent or a teacher or a coach and you have the opportunity to really get kids involved in activity and some controlled strength training and cardiovascular training and impact training and sport and activity, really take advantage of those growth spurts. So that's gonna give them a higher peak. Now we all come down naturally, but if your peak is low, then you're going to reach that stage of osteopenia. It means you're starting to lose bone middle density and leading to osteoporosis at an earlier age because your peak is lower. The higher the peak, the longer it takes before you get to that stage of osteopenia or osteoporosis. So prevention is far better than cure. Now, it's never too late. Now, even if you're down the path of life in your 60s, 70s, 80s, you can still do something about it to reverse the effects of osteoporosis and osteopenia. Because if you have a pulse, you can make a change. We'll talk more about that. So, what are some of the activities, the best activities to maximize your bone mineral density or to develop your bone mineral density? Well, Anything which is weight-bearing is going to be far better than anything that is weight-supported. So in the upright position, uh, walking, that's a weight-bearing activity. Now, it's not really a highly overloaded weight-bearing activity, but it's better doing nothing by all means. So don't treat that as a great activity to increase bone mineral density. It may help in decreasing the decline of bone mineral density with the aging process but it's not the best thing to do. The next best will probably be running, because when you run and jump, you go airborne, so when you hit the ground, there's more load going through the bones. So the more load going through the bones, the more the bones are going to accommodate and overcompensate and prepare to make themselves stronger. So if you use, it's like a callus, I suppose. If I use, if I rub this skin and I continue rubbing on vents, you're going to create a callus and a thickening of the skin. If I'm putting stress on the bones, and there's two ways you can put stress on the bones. is through direct force, through impact where you land on the ground when you're running, that's impact forces. And then you also have pulling forces where you load the muscles that attach to the bones and the muscles via the tendons pull on the bones and create a force within the bone that also increases bone middle density. Best opportunity is to take advantage of both. So if you have the opportunity to do impact training with the hopping, like when you were in school, the kids used to do hopscotch and jump, do a lot of jumping around. So hopscotch, jumping over boxes, jumping over fences, all of that is great stuff. And one of my colleagues, who's a professor in exercise science who works with the elderly, uh, he actually gets them to do hops down the room. So they hop on one leg and hop on the other leg and hop on both legs. And these people are in their 60s and 70s and 80s to do to, to increase their, um, uh, the benefit of that type of activity, to increase bone mineral density complemented with good strength training, so anything which has has impact, obviously, like everything, don't overdo it. You don't jump off the roof of a five-story building. Oh, okay, man, said so I have to impact, so I have to jump off five meters in the air. Well, no, that's silly. You have to make it progressional, progressional. So if you know if you've got a history of bone mineral density, deterioration, osteopenia, then you may take it lightly and build it up over time. If you're already fit and strong, then keep doing it and implement it into your training, not just your normal walking, power walking and all that type of stuff or uh, swimming, and we'll talk more about that. So walking, the the best after that is running and impact activities such as hopping and jumping and skipping and all that type of stuff. And then you have strength training. And the beautiful about strength training the beautiful thing about strength training is you can, in a controlled manner, really increase a load or increase the overload on a muscle in a progressional way, because you get feedback by what weights you put on the bar or the dumbbells, and, you, and as you get stronger, you put the weight up and put the weight up and put the weight up, and as you put the weight up, the muscles are getting stronger, the tendons are getting stronger, the ligaments are getting stronger, the muscles are getting bigger, if you're a male and you got full of testosterone, and your bones are getting stronger and they're getting denser, and you're increasing that bone middle density. So strength training is by far the one of the best things that you can possibly do to a avoid the deterioration of your bone mineral density and b to build back your bone mineral density my mother-in-law mutti she's passed away now in a late 90s when I first met her she was in the early 70s she was 73 and she'd been diagnosed with advanced osteoporosis so Rory and myself devised a exercise program and a training program because we didn't want her to waste away because the challenge with osteoporosis and the two main sites of deterioration of bone mineral density is the neck of the femur in your uh, leg and the body of your uh, vertebral column the, the vertebral bodies particularly in the uh, anterior. And that's what happens. You see those old people with that hunchback type thing. It's not that they've got a bad posture, which they do, of course. But what happens is, the bone mineral density in the body of the vertebrae becomes so fragile and porous. So when you lose bone mineral density, it becomes your becomes very porous, like lots of holes in it, and becomes very fragile and easier to fracture. And what happens is those bodies of the vertebrae actually, because of the weight on them, they just collapse because there's no bone mineral density to support it. So they just collapse, particularly in the anterior part of the vertebrae, because with anterior creatures we tend to lean forward. We tend to sit forward, we tend to do things in the forward position. So we'll always have an incline to put more anterior compression forces on our inner disc and our vertebral bodies of the vertebrae. So therefore that's when they'll tend to collapse and they'll just collapse on each other. It's like a building and one side collapses and it just starts to hunch over into the hunchback of the arm. The other side is obviously the head of the femur, which is a prime site for osteoporosis. And about- so much that it just fractures and you fall over or you fall over and you hit your hip on the side and you fracture the head uh, the head of the femur now what we find is when that particularly happens then and you're hospitalised because you've got a fractured hip, 50% of the time you end up, unfortunately, passing away because you can completely uh, immobile, you get your, your uh, energy is depleted, your hope is depleted, and you, and you find that a lot of uh, people in their older age die of pneumonia. Once they fracture the hip, they tend to, unfortunately, pass away. But we can avoid that by eating well, living well, uh, and, and training well. So doing these activities. Walking is a great activity. Running is a fantastic activity if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy that, then try to implement some hops and skips and and, uh, all those things you did as a kid because that caused impact on your body, on your bones. And then the next best thing is your good, strong, quality strength training. Now, the other types of activities people participate in, which anything is better than nothing, but they're not going to be the best uh, exercise conducive to increasing your bone mineral density, things such as swimming, which is great for the heart and lungs, great for the muscles, but because your whole body weight is supported in the water, you don't tend to uh, have a huge amount of stress gained through the body. You don't have that impact forces, because there's no impact, and you're using mostly the upper body which isn't really the prime sites that are more of a targeted for osteoporosis such as your neck of the femur and weight bearing activity is going to be far better than anything you do in the water such as swimming or aerobics. now you're not saying don't do them if you love them do them but make sure you don't just make sure you complement that with some dry land training where some good progressional overload through impact and load through maybe the weights that that you lift The other type of activity a lot of people love to do is love to do floor work. They get on the ground and they do maybe yoga or they do the Pilates or something like that. Or they get on there and do Tai Chi. And that's perfectly fine. It gives you mobility and and it gives you stretching and all that. But again, it's not going to be the best activity because it's not really weight-bearing. You're not in the upright position. You're not actually getting impact forces and you're not getting a progressional overload. Uh, on the bone mineral density. So, again, do it, but make sure you complement that with some good strength training, maybe some impact training, maybe some jogging, and uh, obviously walking, which a lot of people do anyway. So, they're looking at the different types of training methods that's going to be best for reducing and osteoporosis and reversing osteoporosis. And I was sh- sharing with you about my mother in law, Mutti. She had advanced osteoporosis. So when Rory and I developed an exercise program, she did a lot of walking. She uh, did a lot of strength training, a lot of boxing. And when she got on the beach, she actually did a bit of beach sprinting. So she'd walk for a certain period, and then she would run for 10 steps. One, two, in the soft sand, because she was elderly. And over time, her osteoporosis actually reduced you know, reduced and reduced and reversed it to the state where her specialist said you now only have osteopenia what have you been doing and she proudly said i've been doing strength training and she was well into her 80s by this time so she reversed that aging disease of osteoporosis by doing some good quality strength training a lot of walking Boxing, and she did beach sprint. Would you believe it? She sprinted on the beach, and that was, uh, you know, amazing uh, experience for Percy, Rowe and I to see how we had an effect. And you can do that uh, with the more mature and motivated population. So. There's, I thought I'd take advantage of this great opportunity before they lay down the cement to use. This is a great little example of how your bones are. Because without your bones, you can't move around. You're, only going to, you're not going to be producing great blood cells. You're going to have a weakened immune system. You're going to be more prone to disease and viruses and bacteria and sickness. And how do you, how do you combat that? Easy. Just have a great lifestyle positive activity, uh, attitude, and a a positive passion. Uh, Make sure you uh, eat well from the things I share with you and train well, weight-bearing, upright, impact, progressive overload, and your body and your spirit and your life will grow. See you in the next k Max.